<laughs> hey everybody and welcome to today's episode of let's play where we talk about our memes gifs or gifs i i have to pronounce it multiple different ways just to annoy everyone on here uh <laughs> did, did you did you say welcome to let's play i might have i told you i'm and tired you did, you did play let's play <laughs> hey guys I'm welcome like, to no, let's, let's play where let's talk let's yeah um i need i told you guys even with all the sleep i've gotten i haven't been very good at this whole being awake and aware thing I'm pretty sure this is not the Let's Play channel. It's not the Let's Play channel. It's the Let's I'm Talk channel. We're playing with our vocal cords. That is true. We are expressing ourselves through vocal interaction. All right, yeah. cool. Awkward moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, how y'all doing today? It's been a week since we last talked because, you know, we filmed this weekly. Um, I'm tired. Pretty good. I got ten kills in war zones, so that's pretty, pretty nice. Noise. I say that game is can be pretty intense. Oh, it was definitely, especially okay. So I was on a building and there was three snipers. Okay, on the a building across from me, we were in downtown, and I downed them like at least eight times. And there was always one alive that I wasn't able to get, and he would heal them over and over again. And oh, we were at it for like 20 minutes straight, and then they finally just gave up. They were like, we're done. They just left. <laughs> They're so like, we can't really take him. Uh, also, one, one thing I did just realize is that you actually forgot to introduce whoever everyone is here today. Yeah, what the heck? Nobody knows who I am. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so we have less people this week than we did last week. Uh, and that's because, like, we're the three people that don't have lives at Friday nights at 8 o'clock. Um, <laughs> this is our life. Uh, so we have Philip has returned to be a part of this fantastic chat. Uh, and then we have Orion, who has also returned. And it's just the three of <laughs> us. We I'm like reverse Jesus. Chat. I'm black and I come back. On Friday, ironically, I ironically it's on Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, oh. Sunday. I don't, something's gonna happen. I don't know. Well, you'll have to keep us in the loop on that one because I'd be kind of curious to find out what happens to Reverse Jesus on Easter Sunday. <laughs> All right. Well, to go back to the topic at hand, so Philip and Orion. You both are notorious for sharing memes or viewing memes on a very regular basis. Like, I'll seriously wake up in the morning, go on Facebook, and think, oh, I'll only be on there for a couple minutes. No one could have done anything. And next thing I know, there's like 30 memes from Philip posted. You're welcome. <laughs> and... I get up in the crack of the freaking morning <laughs> just to post memes for everybody. Well, it is a hard, well, hard life. Beautiful. It's a hard not life for us. Okay. Okay. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so like I see that all the time. And then Orion, whenever I'm around you and you're bored or you don't feel like being a part of the conversation, you're always on your phone looking at memes. Um, Pretty much, yeah. So, as, as, you know, as I was thinking about that, trying to figure out the topic for today, I also was thinking uh, almost every Discord group that I'm a part of has a specific chat section dedicated to memes. <laughs> yep. But, and I'm oh, like... Gosh. Oh my gosh, they are literally everywhere. They have infested the internet like the freaking COVID-19. Um, well, Actually, they, I, I, they've done that since like freaking 2010. So. Well, that's true. Uh, I One time I heard, I think it was Josh Jepson. Um, I heard him describe memes as like an inside joke, but everybody's allowed to be a part of it. And so like different communities have their own memes or inside jokes that fit for that community. And so essentially a meme is just like an expanded inside joke for a larger community. I mean, that kind of makes sense. And then I think it's just because those communities grow and grow. That's why we see them all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, it's remember, it. remember when our parents discovered memes and like, I think it was mom who thought it was pronounced Mimi. 
<laughs> Everyone's mom ever. <laughs> hey guys, did you see this cool meme on Facebook? Mom, it, it's you're not just a like, meme. <gasps> Well, it's kind of like the whole GIFs and GIFs thing, which, by the way, I pretty much think are memes, but just with animation to them. Pretty much, though. I think GIFs were technically around before well, memes, was, the word meme. Like, I don't know. It was around for a while because, I mean, it's peanut butter. Peanut butter jelly time. Which brings the important question of crunchy versus creamy. Creamy. Neither. I don't or like peanut yeah. butter. To be honest, I would be more inclined with Philip on this one. I don't particularly care for peanut butter either, unless it's in cookies. Well, guys, that's the end of today's podcast, because unfortunately <laughs> I can't have these two on here anymore. Guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you don't like peanut butter, you don't deserve to be here. Oh my god, that's, just, that's like the same reaction I got out of Jaden when I told him. Oh He's like, gosh. okay, well, I'm going to hang up the call now. <laughs> I love peanut butter. Peanut butter belongs to everything. Like, and each type of peanut butter has, like, a different medium. Like, if it's a creamy peanut butter, it's more for, like, a, a dessert-type factor. But if you're having, like, a PB&J sandwich, then you want crunchy peanut butter because it adds an extra punch to it. When I used to like peanut butter, I hated the crunchy. Like, See, my, crunchy mom, my mom made me a, a peanut butter sandwich one time. I took a bite out of it, and I was like, no. Like, I was upset. Like, I was not happy. <laughs> can can't relate. Crunchy. Um, no, thank you. And because he's the reverse Jesus, it of course was way more melodramatic than it needed to be. He was flipping <laughs> no, tables I, in I those temples. <laughs> I think I think I was even like putting a break on it a little bit. I think I think I could have let out a little bit more. <laughs> My favorite was the uh, the glass jar, the the purple one that has the oh. peanut butter and jelly like mixing it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like... My stuff. I mean, yeah, it should be, like, it automatically, I guess, gets mixed together when you put it on a sandwich, but at the same time, it's like, well, I like, like, I like handling the portions of it on my own. Like, what if one day I want more jelly than I do peanut butter, or what if the other day I want more peanut butter than jelly? Which, if you put Why more peanut butter than jelly, it gets stuck in your mouth a lot easier. <laughs> you're also Well, if you're using white bread, it's gonna get stuck in your mouth anyway. Well, okay, that is Philip. <laughs> <laughs> wow look at this man being racist towards white bread <laughs> yeah I'm all about that wheat life <laughs> so if you like wheat bread do you like cool hip cool whip hey Stewie hey Stewie say cool cool now say whip whip now say it together cool whip no he said he says whip normally but then it's whip when it's together Y'all ruined it. You know what, fella? We were trying. We can't help it. (laughs) In my defense, I've literally never watched Family Guy. I mean, I've never watched a full episode. I just see all the clips that often get shared across social media, and it's enough where it's like, I find it amusing, but I feel like if I watched a full episode that, uh, well, I wouldn't find it appropriate, which I guess is 90% of what I watch anyway. It is 90% of the show, yeah. Yeah. There are actually a couple episodes that are like, huh, cool. cool. One thing, though, is that I want, definitely would say Seth, Seth MacFarlane has an amazing range for vocal, yes. vocal acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And he's highly amusing. Like, it's funny. I'd never seen him in anything, like, physically until his newer show uh, where it's kind of like the parody version of Star Trek. Um, oh, I hate that show. Yeah. Absolutely. The Orville. The Orville, yeah. Why do you hate it, Philip? I just didn't, didn't get into it. I watched like four or five episodes. And I was like, yeah. I say I've seen the first the... season because I watched the first season with my dad, but that's all I've seen of it so far. So I think it's one of those shows that unless you really like like really cheesy humor, that kind you probably like wouldn't like humor. It. Well, it's not just slapstick. Like, there's definitely plenty of slapstick in there, but the humor in there is specifically designed to be like as cheesy as humanly possible. And not a lot of people like that style of humor. It's such True. like it's the main the main like visually it's the parody of Star Trek, and I'm not really a Star Trek fan. All right, again, I we're find... going to put the show to an end, guys. <laughs> As I am with you on this one, <laughs> I find Star Trek quite boring. I find you quite yeah, I've boring. Tried, I've tried to like it. <laughs> like I've I've tried to watch the shows, 
the movies, the game. I only know one game. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those franchises where you kind of have to be into that style of entertainment. Like, the whole sci-fi ship government oh i love sci-fi i mean i'll literally murder people just to get copies of star wars well but like <laughs> man this is going downhill real fast <laughs> what has this discussion turned into note to self if i see philip waiting in line at walmart for a uh, star wars movie and there's one copy left walk away back in the line yeah i mean yeah star trek's definitely one of those franchises you have to kind of like I don't know. I guess enjoy that type of storytelling. Uh, one of the things it's that weird because I, I grew I grew up watching like the original show, and I watch that like daily. So I don't know. Right. I say I grew up watching pretty much all of it like all the time growing yeah. up. Um. So yeah, I think kind of our trifecta of sci-fi growing up was Star Wars, Star Trek, and Stargate. Yep, and Stargate was definitely my fault. I remember seeing it on TV. I just never like stayed on the channel to watch it. Stargate? Yeah. Oh, Stargate was so really good. good. Like, okay, it got better, I think, after HBO dropped it and the Sci-Fi channel picked it yeah. up. Because when HBO had it, it was I don't know, I think it was very it was a lot darker of a series, especially like the first episode itself was very like inappropriate for children to watch. Um, oh yeah. So I remember, I'm going to say I was like 14 maybe and i'm like at, at that time i'd already seen like a lot of it from like what you showed us but i was like on the treadmill or something just running and i'm like oh i'll just go ahead and watch stargate and so i found the link online to watch it and it was the uncensored version of the first episode <laughs> and i didn't realize that and that's so why i'm like ooh, ooh la la. <laughs> oh that was your response at 14 years old <laughs> oh no you're no, watching no, that, the that, show on a treadmill hey yeah uh, I was required to be on the treadmill for a certain amount of time just because I had to do some sort of workout stuff for school. No, but how do you watch something on a treadmill? It's not that hard. No, you like, just mindlessly walk you're forward running. while staring at a tablet. And, like, your head is moving, like, up and down, and you're watching. Yeah. yeah. It's not that hard. I'd probably get, like, sick or something. No, it's, it's never bothered me. I've never really been able to watch stuff on a treadmill, but then again, I just hate treadmills in general. At least I hated them with the one that our parents had because it was way too narrow for my build. <laughs> so it was really yeah. easy to get you're caught like... on the side and like fall off. <laughs> you're like walking with like your your feet on like one one line, and you're like trying to like... <laughs> trying to make it more like a dance move, like like a cop is making you walk the line or something. Yes, <laughs> that or I'm just listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. There you go. I have a feeling I'm uh, the only one who got that reference. <laughs> no, I did. I just don't like country music. Uh, okay, guys, we're really going to have to put an end to the yeah. show. <laughs> I don't think the internet will agree with you on that one, though. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, everybody, even people that don't like country music, like Johnny Cash, but I don't. That's true. I like, yeah. and I'm very picky about the country music that I like. Like modern country, what we have today. I'm sorry, that's not real country. That's pop with a twang. Yeah, um, that's like country if there was a gayer version of country which is pretty much what it turned into straight. so <laughs> like, I say that. the only time i like like ended the up coming out trans so it was like completely like messed it like even more than it was before <laughs> i say the only time really like in dirt i mean that's Trying. what a country boy does <laughs> no country people don't even wash their hands hey now don't you all be talking smack about my country boys I used to be friends with country people. <laughs> I mean, I still technically am. I just don't know anybody anymore. <laughs> I mean, technically, like, while not considered cowboy, my family could be considered country folk because of where we're from. At least, like, dad's side of the family. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. that The whole actual, like, cowboy mentality of having a farm and everything was, like, not brought on to our generation or my generation and then yours at all because dad i would have loved to grow and, up on a farm I, there's part of me that thinks it would have been cool but then there's also that part of me that knows it would have been a ton of work mm -hmm. i think because i didn't grow up on a farm i became so white like if i was on a farm i'd be like the blackest farmer there is <laughs> but like since i didn't i'm just the whitest black man i mean so. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with your assessment here. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it makes it makes sense. <laughs> if like those... I've been feeding the chickens, one of them attacks me. I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I see you fucking at me again. Okay, I'm just gonna leave your ass there, and I'm just gonna ha let you have all those babies stacking up underneath you while the other ones are sleeping all all night tonight. Oh my gosh! And, and to throw some context in there for people who don't know who Philip is, he's half white, half black. His mom's white, and his dad's black. So like, he's got a little good bit. Mario. Yes, he is an Oreo. He's got the best and worst of both worlds, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the N-word pass, but I do have the pass to smack both both parts of me, so. There you go. There you go. Alright. I think that's a good assessment of your uh, lifelong situation, Philip. <laughs> cool. I don't know how we got all the way to... <laughs> question but i don't even think we started i mean uh, what we wanted to start with that's we, right like you know we did but we went on to the definition of memes and it just like spiraled from there <laughs> but I, mean, well, I guess it makes sense because memes are about literally anything yeah that's true like and let's be honest i'm sure there are plenty of memes out there that are about defining like what a white person is versus what a black person is versus what an oreo is like i'm sure they exist oh, oh. Oh, definitely. They're all just mostly racist, though, if you look at them. That's true. Well, that's the downside to the internet is, like, most of it's racist. Yeah. The, the internet is blatantly honest on what it thinks about because they're behind a screen and it's harder to find them. Yep, and that's why we have trolls. Yeah. Which, I mean, Orion, you do tend to be a troll. I'm just saying. Hurtful. <laughs> but it's true. Call out. But I don't. Do, I don't really do any trolling, though. Okay, I just baby. see things from a distance. <laughs> so you troll? <laughs> no, no, trolling would be just like spamming the chat with a bunch of random stuff. You know, a troll, a troll doesn't act like a troll up close. All right, trolls are usually on bridges. Okay, so they have no, that under the bridges. So you're literally, yeah, a troll. <laughs> couldn't be more like a troll. I feel like they're um, being booted under the bridge at this point. <laughs> this is my bridge, not anymore, troll. This is my bridge. You'd, you'd be such a troll that you probably end up trolling yourself. So you're like, you're like, yeah, here's the bridge you can cross, and then it gets destroyed. And it's like, haha, sucker, I destroyed the bridge. Oh wait, I'm on this side. I want to be on the other side. I just trolled myself. It would just be like Wiley e. Coyote from Roadrunner. Oh my gosh, he always trolled himself. It's literally that's like part of the rules for writing a road roadrunner episode is that wiley coyote has it's like almost guaranteed has to be able to like fall victim to one of his own traps that's like one of the golden rules of writing roadrunner yeah he always made me want to be able to look at the camera in real life yeah sometimes i try it anyway <laughs> and then people are like what are you looking at you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so memes are uh, interesting. <laughs> memes just are, yes. Are. <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard, because I was thinking that we could give examples of memes that we like, but then I was thinking about it, and it's like, this is an audio podcast. There's no visuals to go along with it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm totally like guilty of using memes to insult people in chats all the time um yeah i do it to orion I, like almost daily it feels like I think sometimes my favorite type of meme is to either reply to somebody or freaking um i don't know like i don't know just like be so like dumb like a duck with arms like absolutely <laughs> hilarious i laugh at that every single day yeah, I, I'm guilty of using, like, TV show memes where it's usually, like, a signature line from the show. Um, like Psych. Yeah, like Psych. My or birth canal cannot be in more <laughs> I actually saw that meme today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I shared it. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
say some of my favorite little memes that I just like to save in case I ever feel like using them are these ones where they're kind of like the old Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But instead of the actual Yu-Gi-Oh card, they're just something random. Like I got one here that's like the it's like a monster card, but it's the seal of approval. And its description is play when you agree with something. Oh yeah, I've seen those before too. I think actually, okay, so I think my favorite like thing about the meme in general is you get to learn what your friends like and not like and with that you get to kind of know their personality even if you don't talk to them at all yeah it's very nice that yeah except it's hard when you get that one person that literally likes every single meme you post i literally (laughs) have a facebook friend not really a friend in real life but just a facebook friend likes literally every single meme and it can be from like early in the morning to like really late at night just freaking liking the meme i'm like is this all you do (laughs) philip has a stalker (laughs) they turn notifications on just for you philip and then you have people like orion who has a facebook account but never goes on it it's because i don't like Facebook. i can't even picture myself not going on facebook yeah i used to go on facebook way too much but now I maybe go on there once in the like in the morning when I first wake up, just because it kind of helps get my brain going with all the usual large amount of stupidity and or humor that gets posted overnight, and that helps me wake up enough that I can handle the the the, the stress at work of people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise I don't go on there as frequently as I used to. In fact, I, for a while, I removed, like, social media apps from my phone altogether, but then for my business, for scheduling posts and everything, it was easier to have the app, so I just have notifications that where I don't get notified up by stuff for the most part. I think the only yeah. downside with the memes is it kind of ruined Facebook. Yeah, that is true. Like, Facebook in general, like, its main purpose hasn't been used since, like, 2009. <laughs> Yeah, like, did it really ever have a purpose? I mean, it did. I mean, in general, it's it was like in theory, it was supposed to like, you know, you have all your family members all together, so it's like, oh hey, how's it going? And then Uncle Bob could be like, yo, it's going alright. How's cousin Randy? Oh, wow, I'm like the best. So like, I don't know, something well, like that. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take a short break. Uh, and we'll come back and we'll discuss Facebook because it can kind of actually go into our second topic for today's podcast a little bit. So let's go ahead and take a short break. So going into getting back to the whole topic of Facebook, I uh, one of the topics we wanted to discuss today was how technology has affected the world today. Uh, and if you're you know, born in the early 90s like I was, you kind of ended up in that transitional period of time where you went from technology wasn't much of a thing to it's the literal center focus of life uh because you know when i was young we were just starting to really do stuff with like home internet we just had dial up internet aol was like the top of the line internet that you could get at the time windows 95 was like the best operating system ever um your best computer game was minesweepers i mean (laughs) It, it, and nowadays, you know, everyone ha- literally carries a computer in their pocket, if not on their wrist, and, like, everything revolves around technology. And I think, honestly, social media, like Facebook, played a big part in that transition from not relying on technology to relying on technology for everything. Um, just because, like, it gave us a reason to want to be connected all the time, being able to network with others that weren't in the same place as us because you know the the only person i connected with outside of uh you know facebook before social media was a thing was my pen pal Haley and my friend in australia matt and the only reason i connected with him was over forums because that was your form of social media back in the day yeah i think even just like the start of bringing technology out even goes all the way back to even the standard email because that's what started with connecting so many businesses together because you didn't literally have to mail a letter and wait a few days for it to get there you could send an email and get a reply in the same day true yeah and like you know it's funny how technology used to be really only focused on making businesses 
stronger but then once it became more about the personal use and everything that's when it really exploded the most yeah which we can thank steve uh steve jobs for that so oh yeah steve jobs definitely played a big part in that because like yeah i think it was apple who they they didn't release like their phone before android android and iphone kind of came out around the same time with each other but they're definitely the ones that discovered that like that initial well not even with the phones yet like apple was like the leading computer brand weren't they yeah i'd say apple came out with the first home computer yep for like consumer use after yeah and it's funny because there's so many stories about how like or not so much how but why apple and microsoft have always been such uh enemies with each other because like one Mm -hmm. of them supposedly stole the foundational coding for the operating system from the other and that's how they built their operating system and depending on who you ask or what documentary you watch they both accuse each other of it and but it's like really together the two of them definitely helped build what the foundation of what we have today apple just got a head start on microsoft from it yeah i'll say from like the one documentary that I had to watch for one of my classes, um, did was showing that like the um, a standard operating system you see nowadays with the, like the it had like the first GUI. The first GUI was by Apple, and then Microsoft went and started working for Apple, just purely so they could steal the GUI. Yep, I remember hearing about that. And so I think that's where a lot of that starts out with. It's not necessarily that it was the foundation for the operating system, but that the graphical user interface completely changed how you would use computer, that that kind of creates a huge foundation for how you even designed your own operating system, which is why that the two platforms are so similar. Oh, yeah, they are very similar. Like, for the most part, I think the biggest differences between the platforms is what software will run on either platform simply because it depends on what the developer uses as the foundation for their software. Yeah. And really everything that's different between like a Mac and a Windows is mostly under the hood. It's it's like you're not you're like you'll see like the visual difference on top, but it's truly what goes on in the background that you don't actually see that really makes the differences between the two operating systems. Otherwise, to a standard user, there's there's the X button for their browser, and there's the button to open the browser, and that's about as far as they go. Right. Well, yeah, and I think that's, you know, as far as performance-wise goes, I think Apple's definitely the better, like, operating system for performance stuff, just because it handles its resources better than a Windows computer does on, like, I'm saying, like, on the base install. Like, you haven't added any third-party software or anything to manage anything. It's just open box Apple manages their resources better, but at the same time, Microsoft's and their system takes more advantage of the performance hardware, so that way you can get, like, stronger, for example, stronger renderings of stuff. Um, Yeah. You know, it's even... For less of a cost. Right, yeah, for a lot less of a cost, because what you can spend on a $2,000 Apple computer, you can get that for half the price building your own computer, the difference is is you're not going to have the mobility necessarily because all of apple stuff is very small it's a very micro technology based um yeah but then you're also are going to lose some quality in it not because the hardware can't handle it but just because of how it's built or how it's used yeah like one of the bigger flaws with like the macbooks was the fact that they had really bad airflow and so they'd start melting everything right away yep yeah, I remember my first MacBook. That was the reason why it ended up dying on me was because the hard drive literally melted inside of it. Yep, I remember that. So I say I want to say you've got a replacement for that one though. Um, I don't know if it was mine. No, it wasn't mine that got replaced. It was Dad's because Dad's did the same thing, but his got replaced because he was still in school when it happened with his. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't that remember what type of computer I grew up with. I can't remember if it had Vista or not. I know Same it was Flo's Balls, and I could only play Minesweeper and the pinball game. Oh, uh, yeah. Pinball. And then there was Space a, few, a few, like, those, like, elementary-style games that you today find at, like, Goodwill or something like that. There was a crap some of those I played. And there's actually been a game that I've been searching for since I first played it. Um, I do believe it is a uh, a DOS like um, adventure type of game 
where like you don't you don't control your character like it doesn't look like a Resident Evil character. Um, it's more like a point and click, I believe. And okay. it was a demo that I played of it because um, one of my games it had a a button I clicked. I this was before I could read, so like I'm trying to remember everything, but like I only remember words as being just weird letters in the sky rather than actually something that says something. <laughs> so I was like, I clicked the button. It brought me to this game. I couldn't beat it. I got mad, and I kept playing it over and over again. Um, <laughs> it was a space game, I think. And you were on this, like, spaceship Earth. And you had this weird, like, eye thing that you hook up. I think it was either, like, a Google Glass-looking thing or if you were a cyborg. I know it was red. I don't remember if it was uh, glasses or not. But, like, it was really cool. I remember the graphics being shiny because <laughs> it had that like um like doom like the little little face on the bottom doom guy it was yeah. like that but like okay oh it's good fun game yeah. I, I don't remember the name and I don't remember literally anything else yeah. but I've been trying to find it for years oh like so all I want is just a freaking name I just want because like I see <laughs> I see when you first play the game, I think you wake up in a bed and then like you go to your bathroom and then you look in the mirror and you see your face. I'm like, that's like literally my like clear, cleanest memory and it's so good. And I really want to find that game. I'm sure there's probably a library like, somewhere. Like that's like all, I, all I know. It's so like vague and stuff. Like I, I've searched adventure games. I've searched 90s adventures. I've like, I've, tried typing in freaking space games just to like literally read all the other space like titles and like i can't i don't know <laughs> yeah i'd say it's been it's interesting to see how things have evolved like i said especially for me because i grew up in that period where we transitioned from one to the other um you know we didn't used to rely on technology for really anything like we did but not to what we have it as today and i think that well, yes, it's nice to be able to rely on technology. I think culturally, we've lost the ability to not need to rely on technology. Like if technology were to go out tomorrow, I unfortunately think a lot of people would end up not living too long afterwards just because they don't know how to live any other way without it. Um, yeah. Which I think it's is almost... like, I'd say I think it's kind of disappointing that we we've lost the ability to have simple survival skills yeah there's not too many people who really hone those skills much anymore and a lot of people even if they do know some of those skills from like scouts or whatever they know it at like a vague level where they could survive for a few days if they needed to but they couldn't actually like live that way for the rest and of their it's lives usually it's usually the crazy guys that have a bunker that will probably be able to survive anything <laughs> and we would stay away from them because we label them such yeah crazy well you know, and i know for yeah. ryan and i you know we were raised to learn both you know basic day-to-day -day skills where we don't have to rely on technology but we were also allowed to learn how to use technology and how to use it to our advantage so like i think we're a rare breed where we would have a better chance of survival i say we're kind of that like happy middle between things yeah well and i know i think i got more of that like basic skills training just because i started off before we relied on technology um and so i think you know a lot more of my focus was on not so much like learning how to survive but just because there was nothing else you know you, my hobby wasn't to go and play video yeah. games all day my hobby was hey let's learn how to go you know make a campfire and stuff like that yeah that's stuff i learned in boy scouts but it's also stuff that i learned how to do at home um you know you know dad took us at least taught us all how to hunt so even if it's not something we enjoy doing it's something we know how to do if we had to survive you know it's little stuff like that that i know yeah. i learned at a younger age and it's you know honestly a lot of people i know today have no clue how to do any of that stuff yeah it's it's always one of those things that was always kind of weird to me it's because like growing up like i, I want to say the first time i shot a gun i was like 12 that sounds vaguely 12, familiar 
because it was when we were doing the clay pigeon shooting that one time yep i remember that and you didn't hold this was it you or connor who didn't hold the shotgun right i want to say yeah. it was connor yeah i want to say it was connor who did, did that because that was for what i think that was for the raising modern day knights thing yep yeah it was that like dads and their sons bible study get together thing Yep. i said that was the first time i shot the 22 gauge shotgun yep at first i was terrified of it but then after a shot or two i'm like "Ooh, this is fun i couldn't hit anything actually no i did hit one pigeon that time <laughs> uh, just one i missed yeah i have that. i have zero survival skills <laughs> i didn't really <laughs> grow doing anything like we used to go camping a couple times but even with that, it was like, ooh, beach. And then you go to the beach. That's it. So, yeah. I probably, I, I've also never shot a gun before. That ooh, was also something I've never that. done. I say, once um, once the world's not coming to an end, we'll have to, like, maybe plan <laughs> a guys get together for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if so there's every... one thing I probably would be okay doing and learning, is probably, like, gutting animals and, like, skinning them and, like, getting the meat out. That'd be probably something I'd be able to do. I, I bother me. I tried doing that once, and I wasn't really bothered by things until I nearly sliced my fingertip off. So, well, that was user error. <laughs> that probably encouraged you to do it. it was like, I got a scar. I'd say like, actually, I do off. still have a scar from it. It's from like two years ago, I think. Actually, no, it like... might be three years ago. I say I think it's a little further than that. Yeah. Yeah, because it was it was before I started college. So yeah, it was like three years ago. Wasn't it like your ago? first year hunting or something like that? No, no, no. My first year hunting, I didn't. Well, when I shot a deer, dad always guts the first one. And so yeah. he got that one. That was the one I nearly decapitated. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that. <laughs> yep. And the year after, I didn't get anything. And then the next year, I went hunting. I think the only, literally, like the only time I went hunting was on that Thanksgiving day. And yep. that's when I shot dad and i went like hey like wild from up in the stand and we shot like 17 rounds together it was it was great oh my gosh in one deer <laughs> yeah uh no there was like a group of like four or five okay. deer that were running across the field and so we just opened the windows and we opened fire we knocked down two we wounded a third one but it ran away so it's probably still wandering around somewhere i don't think it was a fatal shot because it was still running pretty far yeah i say and you didn't go hunting at all last year no, I haven't gone hunting at all the past couple of years because I've been fo was focusing on college and everything. Right. Well, there you go. But... Now this year, again, if the world's not coming to an end, or if the world <laughs> is coming to an end, you you'll have hunting exp opportunities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd say I. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if the world like came to an end. And we had some sort of like, like post-apocalyptic world, like where there's this everything shut down and it's solely based on survival. I mean, I don't think I would find that. It's one of those things that could be interesting, but I don't know whether I'd it actually like enjoy it. Like, a lot, but um, like I think after getting used to not, um, having to rely on, like electricity and electronics and life would become a lot simpler. social media world. Like once all that is kind of like, like withdrawn, <laughs> and like all, all that is like gone and stuff like. I th I think I think that'd be pretty all right. Yeah, I say I I I agree to some extent. I think the disconnect from media and just technology in general wouldn't be a bad thing, um, just because like I feel like it's a huge distraction from life in general. Like how how often do we not get things done because we're like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. Let's binge watch an entire season of the show or let's play this game for 30 hours straight, you know. Or we have other, you know, we have other situations where we're literally just on social media out of boredom. Or, you know, we don't know how to handle any emotional problems because, okay, if we're someone who's dealing with anxiety or depression or loneliness, we usually have some sort of technological means of fighting that. You know, we don't actually find the root of the problem to solve it at all i say that's a problem with a lot of stuff like that it's, that it's like oh you're feeling a little sad today well here pop this pill you'll be good as new you won't feel sad but you won't feel anything else either it's like well that's not resolving the problem that's just that's masking just uh it. yeah it's just yeah it's just a masking on it. it it's really all it is like it's putting a band-aid on the boob, general, but the boob is still bleeding stuff yeah. like there are there are like 
there like actual medicine that's like like heals like I don't know like heals sicknesses like depression isn't like something physical it's like something entirely different that really humanity can't really 100% figure it's out it's not something that can be cured with a like a pill or anything just because it's entirely within the brain of the individual yeah. and we right. know almost like nothing about the human brain we don't understand how it functions like in the slightest for the most part True it's still such a completely unknown thing and so to try and understand how all these different unique individual minds function it's hard enough in itself let alone trying to find a solution to that mind's problem specifically because a solution for me that might fix a problem i'm having somebody else who's having that same problem their mind might not be able to solve that problem the same way as mine so even though a solution may have worked well for me it's not going to work well for them so it has to be very personalized to that individual and so yeah, it's not like oh and, we can pop this in a bottle and help everyone yeah the one thing that that um like science science will completely ignore the personal part and just like follow like oh okay these brain patterns go like this if we pop this pill it'll kind of stop this signal mm -hmm. from happening for this amount of time and so we'll just give them hey do this once a week and your this brain activity will kind of stop and then you'll be fine like it looks at it from the outside and not really the inside yeah and that's the flaw with like using science to figure that out because it can only do so much yeah they're not they're not finding the cause of the problem they're just trying to figure out a way to make it seem like the problem is going away but what they don't realize or you know maybe it is what they realize because there's always the argument that all the pharmaceutical world cares about is money uh, but you know they don't get is that I, yeah i can pop a pill for this problem but what they don't realize is is they're stopping that one thing that is also controlling a whole nother aspect of me so yeah, I might have taken something to fight depression, but it also, like Orion said earlier, it also takes my ability away to express joy or gratitude or, you know, having any Just sort of feel. positive feeling at all. Um, because it's it's not stopping the problem, it's just turning off all of the connections between the problem and your expression. Um, Say so a couple of couple good analogies for like that would be, um, uh, like if you're taking pain medication because you broke your arm. Yeah, the medication might stop you from feeling that pain in your arm, but it's not healing your broken arm. Your arm's still broken. You still need to nurture and take care of that arm. Because yeah, all that, all that, that pill, pill is, is doing is just allowing you to do that without yeah, like, it's, it's just, hurting It's yourself. letting you ignore the pain. Physically. Yeah. Like, yeah. not physically. You're still hurting yourself, but, like, you're able to move stuff in certain areas where you wouldn't be able to because the pain will, like, cause you to, like, mm -hmm. freeze stop or move too slowly and end up like hurting yourself even more yeah. than the little bit that you have to when you're taking the yeah pill. i think i think that's the important thing to remember about pain is that people are just like oh pain is bad it's like pain wasn't isn't really designed to make you be miserable it's there to warn you like hey this is a problem this needs to stop yeah yeah it, like if it, i was a hot stove and i hurt myself that's not bad I know I'm not going to do that again because yeah. I'm not going to, I don't like hurting myself. That's like your body's like, no, don't do that. It's like, um, I want to say it was, there was an episode of house where they were talking about this one condition where this girl literally can't feel anything. She doesn't feel cold, hot, and like she has no sense of feeling at all whatsoever. And so she has to be like, pretty much act like she's walking on eggshells all the time and has to be so careful to make sure she overchecks her body all the time to make sure she hasn't hurt herself because she lost all sense of that feeling of pain mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's it's definitely interesting like how the human body works in general because it's definitely very much set up like you guys said it's a warning system it's not meant to yeah make you miserable it's literally going hey there's a problem and unfortunately yeah. we don't we don't try to find the problem anymore uh more often than not we just look for a numbing agent to the pain yeah we we treat the symptoms not the problem yeah right you know and honestly that's what caused me to have the severe breakdown in all of my health stuff is i mean i spent so much time in pain and my solution to the pain was taking medication i mean i would take ibuprofen daily if not multiple times a day just to deal with the pain in my head rather than trying to find out okay what's causing the pain 
Um, yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It, because I was ignoring the pain or because I was numbing the pain, I didn't see other warning signs for stuff like, you know, the the effects of eating really badly, you know, dealing with being a diabetic with all the thyroid issues. You know, I didn't, I didn't no. see it partially because of my own stubbornness, my own pride, thinking, no, I'll be fine. I can handle this pain. But also because of that numbness towards it. Yeah. So another good analogy for that would be like when remember when we were younger and mom and dad were trying to start the garden and we always had that one patch of asparagus that would grow up every single year that we just couldn't <laughs> stop for the longest time. Yeah. We kept pulling it out every year and cutting it down, but we never actually like dug down into the grounds until like four years of doing the gardening to actually remove the source of all the roots and everything that kept growing the asparagus every year. Yeah. We just kept pulling it out every year, treating the symptom instead of finding the root of the problem. No pun intended. <laughs> no yeah i definitely agree i think i think that's definitely one of the biggest issues that we face as a society and i don't know maybe the whole covid19 thing is a wake-up call to that because there is no numbing solution there's no solution to numb what everyone's going through that has the virus literally they have they've had to put their research towards finding the root cause to stop it and unfortunately because there is no way to really remove the root cause other than social separation it's making an even bigger effect because people are dealing with new situations in life you know there's people who don't have their jobs um that are dealing with the financial impacts there's people who are used to going out and socializing with people all the time but now they're alone because they can't be around with groups of other people and that creates a whole nother set of emotions they're not used to you know being by yourself while it's not a negative thing to be by yourself if it's not something you're used to it can cause you to feel very lonely which can lead to depression and anxiety and all these other sorts of traits and because you've never dealt with it before you don't know how to deal with it yeah and they'll treat every every new emotion like it's something bad because you don't know if it's good or not right yeah. and with every every like social media saying oh if you like if this goes against what you're used to, then it's automatically bad. Well, if mm -hmm. that new emotion that you're feeling is actually a good feeling that's supposed to wake you up to like how you're supposed to live and not how you want to live, then that'll cause a an inward fight that you constantly deal with. And then that could lead to a heavy depression or uh a battle of anxiety that you're fighting your inner demons and the outer demons now which is the virus and so that'll cause a whole bunch of problems all together yeah. so yeah yep this I... should be a wake-up call though and i think it will be and i think the i think the hardest part is is they're expecting it to blow over faster than it is going to um and that's a huge part of the issue is because people aren't realizing you can't rush the solution you know if yeah. if we have to be socially isolated to avoid um people you know passing dying. the sickness on to other people people dying you know stuff like that that could go for a while you know there's a lot of discussion yeah. going on that we're as a society we're not going to go back to what we considered normal for a very long time in fact we're going to end up developing a new normal in order to really be able to grow back up you know both on a uh you know financial level but also on a society level of you know socializing what is socializing going to look like in the future um yeah you know there's going to be a lot of difference because we can't rush this if we rush this all we're going to do is cause what any progress we have made to go back downhill again um and that's one yeah. of the big concerns about it being a holiday weekend uh, with it being Easter weekend is, like, you know, that's one of the biggest weekends that people gather to church, even people who don't go to church on a regular basis. Everyone goes to church on Easter Sunday. Um, yeah. You know, and that's a concern is we're starting to see things kind of balance out a little bit. But is it the fact that it's a holiday weekend going to cause people to go, oh, well, things are getting better, so we can just go ahead and go out, right? Is that going to yeah. cause us to spike back up with issues and basically put us back where we started? Yeah. Same. And it really isn't expected to end as soon as people think a lot of times because people see like, oh, it should disappear like towards the end of April or May or whatever. And it's like, no, they're planning on this. It's probably going to come back in the fall as well because the heat seems to kill it but not remove it entirely. And so it's just kind of nestling its way around until fall and it's gonna just supposedly going to come back again is the guess right now. 
Oh yeah, and well, so and people if, have this false sense of security almost. Yeah, well, and if you look at the origin point in China, you know they're just now starting to allow people to get back out into society, and they've been dealing with this since sometime last year. Um, yeah, I think it was like fall of last year that this all really started for them. I say I want to say it started in August or October. Yeah, something like that. Which. Yeah, and so just now they're starting to. That's what six, seven months, eight months. I don't mm-hmm. know. Math isn't my thing. Um, but, you know, that's just now starting to being able to let them go out into society again. And they're still taking cautions. You know, people are still wearing face masks all over China because they want to both avoid, if they are still carrying it, spreading it to others as well as receiving it from others. Um, and so I, I honestly don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I know someone that I work with, one of our IT engineers, he said that he honestly doesn't think that. Uh, public schools will will go back into session at all this year that it will continue to be online classes at least through the rest of the year just in order to have that safety realm for all the kids and the teachers and everything Um, are you talking like even after the summer yeah even after the summer like they his his thoughts is that it will not be able to go back into regular school sessions until probably next year sometime Um, which i don't disagree with him it's a possibility it really depends on how things progress through everything you know it really depends on how we're going to handle everything and it goes back to are we listening to the signs are we listening to the pain to figure out what the root cause is and what the solution is for it so but yeah i i know it's an interesting world we live in and i'm glad that we got to start this podcast uh you know kind of at this time like we said in the last one we were planning it before everything started on our end with all the coronavirus stuff but um this has definitely been like the highlight of my week you know because this is probably the biggest socializing i get each week right now because of the isolation um just going to work and being at home cool beans oh yeah all the coolness Well, I think we're going to go ahead and close it for today. I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to join us. I know Orion had to disappear for a minute, but we are towards the end of everything anyway. So I think we'll call it good. Alrighty. All right, all right, all right.